over Ghana and live life the brighter way. So just Momo it. MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra, in Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. We're on Ganga FM in Jirapa, Kaliwo FM in Akachi, Pad FM in Damango, Radio Justice in Tamale and Radio Max in Takrade. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The midday news is proudly sponsored by Petro Soul, your cliff wall in full quantity. Petro Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duro Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, anger and frustration as the outpatient department of the renal dialysis unit of Ghana's foremost teaching hospital, Kolibu, remains closed six clear days after the Ministry of Health directed its reopening with 19 deaths recorded. My mom has been a victim before. She's passed on. Please, 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 please. I beg you. People are dying. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Just four million. Look at what we are suffering. Look at how people are suffering. Jesus Christ. How can we place human beings like this? We have more as the renal unit starts calling the OPD patients for lab tests in anticipation of a possible resumption of services this week. I'll take you live there. Also in this package, Shraj concludes almost two-year investigation into Ghana Airport Company's Christmas tree procurement, revealing consistent breach of procurement laws since 2018. The report also calls for the board chairman, Paula Dumotri, to cease interfering in airport companies' daily operations, accusing him of abusing his office as the complaint welcomes the ruling. Although Paul Adumoshi was invited, in fact, to Shraj, he refused to go. They had to subpoena him. Then he refused to submit any document that was requested by Shraj. And yet Shraj says there's no evidence that he personally benefited from the procurement breaches and therefore cannot recommend his prosecution. We'll get to hear more from the complainant shortly. Also, Secretary General of the Trades Union Congress demands punishment for individuals and organizations responsible for recent instability in the power sector as they engage the NDC flag bearer, John Dramani Mahama, on the Workers' Manifesto. All these people who are carrying on doing so, when we have even got excess capacity of electricity, must be punished properly. We'll get to hear from the former president, John Dramani Mahama, who says he has a well-packaged plan for the labor force if elected. The escalating cost of living driven by hyperinflation, a collapsing currency, and rising prices of essential items, including food, has made life unbear- unbearable for millions of Ghanaian households who are currently practicing the 001 or 010. For those of you who, who know it, you know it. We have sports. A former advisor to Isaac Dodby cast doubt on the world title prospect of the former champion. And our rate Kufad of four out of ten for his corruption fight. That's not me. That's the verdict of renowned economist Dr. Ishmael Yamsin. And I'm not afraid to talk about this because it's the reality. This country, for as long as we have leaders who have come into office indebted to people and they have to pay them back, I'm sorry. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau, and this is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details.
And this afternoon, frustration and anger persist as the renal dialysis unit's outpatient department at Kolebu Teaching Hospital remains closed for the sixth consecutive day, despite the Ministry of Health's directive for an immediate reopening last Thursday. Patients and their families are deeply concerned about the prolonged closure, which denies access to essential medical services like dialysis. The facility has been shut since May 22, making it five months and seven days since the closure of the unit over a 4 million CD debt. The Renal Patients Association of Ghana say 19 of its members have died within that period. Maxo Agbagba has more and young members of the association they are all under 30 years with kidney failure. I'm 16 years old. 16 year old Rosemary Boydu. She has a kidney failure and requires dialysis treatment three times every week. She says with some health facilities charging as much as 500 Ghana cities, she's unable to afford it. Sometimes because of the dialysis, I don't go to school on Mondays and Thursdays. I'll come for dialysis. Whenever I go to school, sometimes I'll be confused, especially when they treat mass. I don't understand where they are food. But sometimes if we get the money, we will come for the life. If we do not get, then we will not go. Mm. Even sometimes, what we eat will be is very difficult. Unless I'll be calling people. And sometimes I'll not get the money, so I have to sleep like this. Um, we are pleading with government to help us with the dialysis. We cannot, we cannot pay because of that. We are not able to go for dialysis. I've been on dialysis for the past four years. Yeah, also here is 24-year-old Stacy Adams Benny. I'm not getting. Yeah, it's been very, very challenging. I mean, yeah, I'm not getting support from anywhere currently because everyone is financially unstable. My mom is not working at the moment, and back home i mean things are not really going on well so it's been very challenging at least include dialysis on the nhis because we are really suffering people are dying dede mensa has lost her mother and father she's unemployed she's sometimes compelled to go weeks without dialysis i was schooling at Bryce senior home and i had kidney failure so i have to come home they put me on the machine. Sometimes we beg. So because of that, I don't drink water. I don't eat. Even when I'm thirsty, I will be down drink. Because I know if I drink, I will suffer so I won't drink. Well, there's anger mounting up as a result of this particular closure of the renal dialysis unit of the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. Some callers on the Super Morning Show poured out their anger and frustration about the prolonged closure. Listen to some of them. Let's put a little focus on these dialysis people. My mom has been victim before, but she's no more. She's passed on. So I know what it takes when how the students is. Please, 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 I beg you. People are dying. Priscilla is gone. Or because it's related to you. Priscilla is gone. She's dead and gone. She's dead and gone. Please, what is this? What is this? What have we done to you people? Please, it's enough. Why? Abba. How can we run a country like this? Go to Kolebu right now. When you get there, you just go cry. Hmm. Why are we doing this to our Just for million. Look at what we are suffering. Look at how people are suffering. Hmm. People are dying. And they can help this country on the important things that affect the lives of simple or, or, or ordinary people in this country. And, and, and they say we, 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 we should what? We should wake up 
and heal them and, and, and go and work for them. Jesus Christ, how can we place human beings like this? We can't pay less than $300,000, yet we are spending millions of dollars just to be chosen as flatbearers. It's been five months, 17 days since the unit has been closed. Well, there seems to be some silver lining in the thick cloud after our continuous reports on the matter. The latest information we are picking is that the renal unit has started calling out patients for lab tests ahead of a possible reopening within the week. Checks at the centre on Tuesday morning revealed that outpatients are trooping in to undertake that lab test. However, they could not confirm the exact date the units will be opened. Well, this delay in the reopening, despite the Ministry of Health's directive, stems from a stalemate between the management of Kolibu Teaching Hospital and the Ministry of Health over the sustainability of the unit and how the 4 million CD debt hanging on the neck of the unit will be settled. Let me take you live um, to the renal dialysis unit of the Kolibu Teaching Hospital where my colleague Kwesi Ade Kwating is standing by. Kwesi, you are the renal unit. What can you report? Okay, MFA, I can confirm that the renal unit has started calling patients to come for a possible to come for a lab test ahead of a possible reopening, as you rightly indicated. So I've met a number of patients here at the unit who are with their lab cars coming for lab tests and also are waiting for them to be called to have their um, dialysis. I've even met one patient from Kibi in the Eastern region who came all the way from Chibi to come for the lab test ahead of a dialysis. But a while ago, I met the president of the Urena Patients Association, who is describing the latest development as a reopening of the unit. To him, he was emphatic that the facility has been opened to OPD. However, there hasn't been any official communication from the management of Kolebu to that effect, so we cannot be emphatic on that. But he was rather convinced that the place has been opened. But- Kolebu is 380, over there is uh, 480. Yeah, it's 480. So. So were you, able to, were you able to do the full session the entire week? Um, well, I was able to manage. So what's the information you have, the, the recent information you have from Kolebu? Yeah, I was called that I should come and then do some laps. So that when they start calling us, they can call me. That without the laps, they will not call me. Without the lab results, I might not be called. So that's why I've come. But they didn't tell you when they are going to exactly start? Exactly when, no, but I was told from an outside source that it's going to be this week. So that's uh, Kwesi Adekwaten interacting with one of the renal patients at the unit. Uh, they've been called to start taking their lab um, test, but unsure when exactly it will be open. Uh, we've not received any co- official communication yet, but President of the Renal Patients Association of Ghana, Kojo Bafuahin, says his sources have confirmed the full reopening of the outpatient department. This morning, I had a call from the unit again confirming that the unit has opened. So I should let my people know. They should come and take their request and go and do their labs. As you can see, one of the guys is here, uh, the guy from Kibi. He's also here to come and do his lab so that he can have access to the place. I think the challenge we are going to have now will be uh, we, we may not have the normal two sessions a week. We may be having one session a week. The reason being that we are many. And we being many, we being many, and the machines are small. Uh, apart from that, uh, if you went up there, you could see up there, there are no any machines there. 
That's the president of the Renal Patients Association of Ghana, Kojo Bafo Ahinkra. There, well, the health minister is suspected to appear in parliament this week after concerns were expressed by both sides of the house on the matter. Last week, also, we heard the Minister of State of the Finance Ministry, Mohammed Amin Adam, announcing that government will find a way to deal with the situation before the close off um, that week, but that is yet to happen. We're still following up on that for you. It's been five months, 16 days since the closure, and that's not right. Let's head on to some other stories now. And the Commission on Human Rights and Administrative Justice, Shraj, has found the Ghana Airport Company guilty of consistent breach of the procurement laws. According to the Commission, the airport company, since 2018, undertook the procurement of Christmas trees with public funds, but failed to comply with the procurement laws. In January 2022, a complainant, Sakut Amenga Etego, petitioned Shraj to investigate possible abuse of office in the 2021 procurement of Christmas trees for decorative purposes at a cost of 128,000 CDs. We know there were Christmas lights as well. The findings found the board chairman, Paul Admotre, of abusing his office. We have more and head of our research desk, Raymond Aqua, joins me in studio with more on what we are learning out of this particular petition and the findings of Shraj. Raymond, the petitioner sought three reliefs. Walk us through. He wanted a declaration that Paul Adomotri has breached several provisions of the public procurement law, the public financial administration law, and the principles of corporate governance in the procurement of Christmas trees in December 2021. He wanted an order directed at the Ghana Airport Company to surcharge Paul Adomotri for the amount involved in the procurement and, and the breaches and to recommend his removal as board chairman. And finally, he wanted a reference by the Commissioner Shraj to the appropriate authorities of its investigation and recommendation for the prosecution of Mr. Adomotri. Now, let's look at the findings of Shraj. First, on the procurement breaches by the Ghana Airport Company. Now, it stated that the Ghana Airport Company has, over the years, from 2018 to date, been renting Christmas inspirations without recourse to the Procurement Act. 2003 at 663 as amended. It also stated that the transaction was split into two, contrary to the provisions of Act 663 as amended. Hmm. The report also touched on the specific role played by the board chairman, Paul Adumotri. Yes, um, it says Mr. Adumotri partly interfered in the procurement of Christmas inspirations by the Ghana Airport Company in 2021 by making demands for invoices and also said the interference by Paul in the procurement of Christmas inspirations by the management of the Ghana Airport Company Limited in 2021 amounted to abuse of office. Hmm. It also says Paul communicated in the media on matters relating to the procurement of the Christmas inspirations by the Ghana Airport Company Limited and that the interference by Paul in the procurement of Christmas trees by the Ghana Airport Company and communication by him were contrary to the principles of corporate governance. And finally, he made the point that the Christmas inspirations for 2021 were valued at 128,000 and not 118,000 as alleged by Mr. Adumotri. 
Okay, so are there any further sanctions or punishment for Mr. Paul Adumotri after establishing the abuse of office? No, I mean, in fact, in respect of the reliefs that were said, the first one was that uh, Trans Investigation did not review, mm. uh, reveal that the respondent benefited in any way from the breaches that occasioned uh, the procurement of the Christmas inspirations. Accordingly, there was no justification making a surcharge or the director that Mr. Adumotri mm. and the recommendation for his removal too, they didn't do it. Okay. Now, again, their investigation does not also reveal any facts pointing to any criminal offence committed by Mr. Adumotri. For that reason, they are unable to refer him to any authority for further investigations and they did not find any merit in recommending him for prosecution by the Attorney General. Okay. Were there other recommendations by Shraj though? Yes. It says that the Ghana Airport Company should henceforth apply the provisions of the Public Procurement Act in the renting of Christmas inspirations and all renting situations in may engage in mm. mr adumotri should desist henceforth from commenting on procurement issues uh, of the ghana airport company in the media either in his personal capacity or as board chairman so long as he remains on the board of the ghana airport company it also asks paul to desist from uh, interfering in the day-to-day administration of the Ghana Airport Company and leaves him to the management of the company. And Christmas is just around the corner. Thank you very much, Raymond Aqua, uh, taking us through the details of that report by Shraj. Well, we can hear from the petitioner, Sakut Amenga Itego. He's happy with the outcome of the investigations by Shraj. Although uh, the breaching of the procurement law uh, uh, attracts the penalty of 1,000 1, penalty units or five years imprisonment, Shraj does not think that Paul should suffer this because he is not the organization. Even though they agree that he interfered in the work of management and actually led to the breaking of the law. But the interesting part is that although Paul Adumoshi was invited, in fact, to Shraj, he refused to go. They had to subpoena him before he attended the, the Shraj invitation, and then he refused to submit any document that was requested by Shraj. And yet Shraj says there's no evidence that he personally benefited from the procurement breaches, and therefore cannot recommend his prosecution. <laughs> I find that interesting because, of course, uh, if, if, if he had submitted documents, perhaps you would have, you would have found evidence. That's Sakuta Menga Itego, petitioner in that case that was brought before Shraj against the Ghana Airport Company Limited regarding the Christmas inspirations purchase last year. Now, the General Secretary of the Trade Union Congress has called on the Public Utilities and Regulatories Commission to identify and punish individuals or organizations responsible for the recent instability in the energy sector. The Electricity Company of Ghana, the Ghana National Petroleum Authority, has been playing the blame game over the recent outages, blamed on inadequate gas supply from the West Africa Gas Pipeline Company Limited, WAPCO. The TUC is currently engaging the NDC flag bearer, John Dramani Mahama, on the Workers' Manifesto developed by the union. Secretary General Dr. Anthony Alba described as shameful the lack of authority in the power sector. All these people who are carrying on doing so, when we have even got excess capacity of electricity, must be punished properly. If individuals are responsible, things happen. If the institutions are, so they say if you don't want to do something, create a committee. <laughs> but if you want something to do, give it to one person and ask him or her to work with whoever he thinks can make him or her achieve what you have given him. Let's practice that one. Institutions, they don't have any face. People do what they do because they want to cover their face. 
Well, it's also been describing as unsustainable the level of public debt in the country. Let me take you live to the TUC conference room where my colleague Samuel Imbura uh, joins us. So, Samuel, what's been the reaction of the former president to the concerns raised by TUC? Well, MFA, the former president says he's alarmed about the fact that the current economic situation in the country is quite bad, that people are not even able to meet their three square meals a day. And when he comes into office, all of these issues will be addressed. We also have a president who has run out of ideas on how to solve the economic challenges we find ourselves in. And by his recent declaration, his focus and last energies are going to be expended on installing his anointed successor as the next president. Comrades, we could have avoided this unpleasant situation. The signs of this crisis were there for all to see. A conflicted finance minister, whose only interest was to borrow endlessly and mar our economy in the quagmire of debt was obvious from as far back as 2019. We could see it coming. A president whose budget was creatively crafted to hide huge liabilities in order to present a favorable economic outturn to the world so that he could borrow more from the international capital market was evident for all to see. Well, Imura, this also forms part of the former president's building Ghana tour. What more has he been saying, though? Okay, looks like I've just lost um, Samuel Imbura there, but he's been sharing some ideas. Under this current administration, Ghana has witnessed severe adverse effects due to what we in the NDC and many Ghanaians consider a self-inflicted economic crisis. The high inflation rate, high cost of living, destruction of jobs, debt crisis, and ne negative impact on investors are some of the effects of this administration's failed policies. That's former President John Dramani Mahama taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News, brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fall and full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator. Where Duraplus goes, water always flows. We've been hearing the anger and frustration as the outpatient department of the renal dialysis unit of Ghana's foremost teaching hospital, Kolibu, remains closed six clear days after the Ministry of Health directed its reopening with 19 deaths recorded so far. Shraj has also concluded an almost two-year investigation into Ghana Airport Company's Christmas tree procurement, revealing consistent breach of procurement law since 2018. The report also calls for the board chairman, Paul Adumotri, to cease interfering in airport company's daily operations, accusing him of abuse of office. We return with sports and our rate Akufado 4 out of 10 for his corruption fights. That's the verdict of renowned economist Dr. Ishmael Yamsin. And I'm not afraid to talk about this because it's the reality. This country for as long as we have leaders who have come into office indebted to people and they have to pay them back. I'm sorry.
budgets are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol, clean fuel in full quantity. Thanks for staying with us. Let's do sports. Thank you very much, I'm a former strategic advisor to the former world champion Isaac Dodbe has raised doubts about the boxer's chances of winning another world title. Now, just six months ago, Dodbe's quest for the WBO featherweight title in Oklahoma ended in defeat by Robaisi Ramirez. Now, Boham believes that Dodbe's decision to move up to the featherweight division at the age of 29 poses a significant challenge to his goal of becoming a world champion once more. It's a no-go area for him. Take his, his sight into consideration. But you saw the height and you still came in to advise him. Up, up to the, the Super Bantamweight uh, class, he, he can still feature. But he has now jumped to featherweight. Featherweight, the experience that uh, we, we had from uh, with the Azuma's participation come across a lot of featherweights. A lot of featherweights. And uh, as you do not match them at all. Talk of DK Poison, who calls me commander. Trying, go, going in then for lightweight. In this, in this time, uh, there were no supers and all that. And it was difficult. Now, quickly, let me find Ghana Premier League's headline sponsor, BetPower. They have terminated their agreement with the Ghana Football Association. The decision comes just a year and three months into their initially planned three-year partnership with the F. We'll tell you more in our subsequent bulletins. Thank you very much, Mubarak. And it looks like Olympics is now only... Oli light off. Uh, exactly. Okay. Yesterday well, against <laughs> against Inswachman. Okay, that's it uh, for your sports. Let me take you to Ada. Uh, that rather unfortunate um, incident there. Two persons uh, died in a violent clash between local salt miner and Electrochem Ghana Limited at Toflopo. Well, there's a statement uh, from uh, the district uh, coordinating director uh, signed on behalf of the district chief executive, and amongst others, they're raising concerns about what happened yesterday. Thankfully, Aaron Otu is a director at the Ada West District Assembly. Joins us on the line. We are grateful uh, for your time here on the Midday News. Uh, from your understanding so far, uh, in terms of the preliminary investigations, what has it revealed? Okay. Thank Hello? you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Otu, you'll have to bring the phone closer to your mouth. We, we can hardly hear you. All right. Thank you for having me. Yes. So, uh, I've Mr. So Otu, once again, please, I would like you to take it off speaker and speak directly into the phone so we can hear you, sir. Hello? We'll try again. Mr. Otu, if it's off speaker, you can speak now. Hello, Mr. Otu. 
It's unfortunate. Uh, we can hear uh, Mr. Otu, but that statement uh, says the attention of the Adao West District Assembly has been drawn to a civil unrest that has led to the death of two persons in the Tufluko um, electoral area at the time of releasing the statement. The cause of this latest tension has largely gotten to do with a stalemate between local salt miners and the Electrochem Songo Salt Project, which has um, culminated into some act of vandalism by some Irish youth of the area, destroying four excavators belonging to Electrochem Ghana Limited, uh, the District Chief Executive um, Samson Tiglangba, who had gone to the electoral area owing to the receipt of a distress call, was brutally attacked with his vehicle vandalized in an attempt to escape this um, squawking youth, numbering about 300 in total. We'll definitely get updates of that. But this afternoon, also, the MP Fwada and Deputy Minority Leader Comfordoyo Kujogansa is mourning the death of two students of Adar Senior High School who drowned in the Volta River. Well, according to the MP, the two students and several others now rely on the Volta River uh, for water to bathe and drink after the Ghana Water Company Limited cut water supply uh, to the area. We can hear from the MP addressing Parliament a while ago. At the river bank, over 100 of them searching river that polluted water. Mr. Speaker, there is no water currently in Ada because the water company has shut down the, their facilities and they are not producing water. Mr. Speaker, Ada now we are in danger. We need water. Mr. Jetro has again given us 100 bars of water yesterday. Uh, Captain Smart has given us 1,002 uh, bars of such water that. Well, that's um, Comfort Yoganza, MP for Adan. Now, renowned economist Dr. Ishmael Evans Yamsin says President Kofado has failed to tackle the canker of corruption. Speaking to Evans Mensa on the yet to be aired episode of PM Express on the Joy News channel later tonight at 9 p.m., Dr. Yamsin says corruption is becoming an accepted norm under the Kofado administration. In this country, by the time he leaves office, Ghana is bankrupt. And because the leader has been very corrupt. And I'm not afraid to talk about this because it's the reality. This country, for as long as we have leaders who have come into office indebted to people and they have to pay them back, I'm sorry. Let's come back, horse. What about this current leader, Nanadam Kakufado? How has he fared? No, but I'm marking him with the same scheme. Oh, if I'm marking him with the same scheme, probably will be four out of ten. That's a fail. Oh, yes. Because you see, even if you yourself as an individual, you have not dipped your hands into the state coffers, what about all your leaders, your followers, and what have you done about them? That's Ishmael Yamsin there speaking in that interview that will air tonight on PM Express at 9 p.m. Now imagine dropping out of school at primary five in JHS2 due to financial constraints, but still able to lift the burden of others through engineering and innovation. My colleague James Aveji has today's story of hope narrated by Mami Sinyamiche Thompson. First one the front. This car has five gears, just like the cars that you are used to. The only difference is that the reverse gear lever is separate. Seifas and Steven, two brothers who have decided to put their creative skills to work, described to me how the 